Well, hello, and welcome to the Word of Life Ministry Podcast. Our church is located at 1600 Conley Road in Conley, Georgia. Today's message is from our Wednesday night Bible study. We hope that this message blesses you as much as it did our congregation. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy the Word of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Somebody shout hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's so good to be back. uh, I want to say in the house of the Lord. I guess I am in the house of the Lord. I'm in my own sanctuary here. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I do greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I am excited about God's word for the month of March. Preach the word of God. Hallelujah. Preach the word. Amen. Amen. Uh, I give honor to our senior pastor, Elder Dr. Shelley D. Boone II, to you, Elder Hopkins, to the other elders of the gospel, Elder Brown, Elder Orange, Elder Chris, Elder Respert, the the ministers of the gospel, uh, Reverend Neal, Minister Glanton, Minister Izubine, and to Evangelist Sumlin, to our deacons, Deacon Willie Brown, Deacon Charles Chris, I give honor to each of you. I give honor to all of the auxiliaries, uh, also to Minister uh, Tammy Smith. I give honor to you, and I thank you for the most powerful word that you preached on on uh, Sunday. I'm not sure if she's on the line. Um Give honor to our youth and to everyone in their respective places. It is yet another month, a new month, a new day. Glory to God, a new subject. Um, And I come uh, with an expectancy that God is in the midst because we have already invited him uh, to be in the midst. And I thank God for you, Elder Chris, for calling on the name of the Lord and setting the atmosphere so that the word of God can go forward with power, with might, and with demonstration of the Holy Spirit. My God, people of God, please know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord, and uh, God takes note of everything that we do uh, to honor him, to glorify him, and to just serve him in spirit and in truth. And I know that's a fact. (laughs) Glory to God. Uh, Our subject for the month is preach the word. And I would like to go to our main scripture on tonight. That would be 2 Timothy chapter 4. I would like to put in your hearing the first three verses of that chapter, which reads, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort, 
with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itchy itching ears. Glory to God. Heaven let us pray. Almost kind and gracious Heavenly Father. We come humbly before you, O oh God, but we come with high hope, O oh God, for our hope is built on you and nothing less. We come, God, on one accord, God, asking that the Holy Spirit be in the midst, O oh God. We ask, O oh God, that you speak to your people tonight, God. Use me, God, simply an humble servant, a mouthpiece, God one who is willing to say what thus said the Lord. Oh, God, I ask, oh, God, that you speak through my lips, oh, God, that you allow me to decrease as you increase in me. And, God, feed our souls. We need nourishment tonight, God. We need strength from on high, Heavenly Father. Do it, God, like you said you would. And, Heavenly Father, we'll be so grateful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all of the praise in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. For our subject tonight, I would like to use preach the word. Preach the word, not a word. Preach the word, not a word. I want to put emphasis tonight on preaching the word Because when we say the word, people of God, we're talking about the unadulterated word of God, the word which is uncompromised. We're talking about the word which is indicative of God himself because God says in his word, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I looked up the word preach because we already know that the word of God is synonymous with God himself. But I looked at the word preach and found several definitions. So I'm going to use, we can say things such as to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to deliver a sermon, if you will, or a religious address to an an assembled group of people, such as in a church. Hallelujah. We can say we're just going to um, spread or talk about the word of God. But I like to take it to another level and say that preaching And I found uh, confirmation of this as I looked up the word preach, that it is a, a public proclamation, if you will, of the word of God or public proclamation of God himself. It is done with a sense of never losing urgency. Uh, We often hear people say if there's ever been a time that we need to pray or that we need to preach, the time is now. There is a sense of urgency. 
to spread the good news of Jesus Christ and to do it, people of God, hallelujah, with with a sense of necessity. Oh, the word of God tells us where our hearts are, there we will be also. So we should have a heart, a warning to preach the word of God. It's not going about in a mundane way where we're speaking the word of God because I do believe there is a difference between preaching and teaching. You have some preachers that say, I'm a teacher, I'm not a preacher, I'm a preacher, I'm not a teacher. I think at some point in time, everyone should reach a point because we are serving the true and the living God and we hold fast to our faith, hallelujah, that we should have a, 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 kind of a personal sensitivity to the word of God such that it comes out as though we uh, are ministering directly to ourselves and we are receiving it and that we are a sponge and that we are soaking up every word that comes out of our mouth because, again, we're going to speak God's word. Hallelujah. And not only for us, but those that hear the word, that it would do something to their spirit. It would do an awakening in some cases. It would do a quickening in other cases. And sometimes it would do a conviction Oh, when it is necessary, glory to God. Because God's word is so vast that it can minister to millions of people at the same time. And all of those people will receive something different from God's word. It is the infallible word of God. There's no error to God's word. Every bit of it is true. He said he is the way the light, and he is the truth. Amen. In this uh, final letter, Second Timothy, that is, this is the final letter that one of my favorites, the Apostle Paul, wrote. It is written to Timothy, and we know that Timothy was Paul's son in the faith. It was like Timothy became a protege, And Timothy looked at Paul as being his mentor, glory to God. Paul would often send Timothy to churches to help take care of problems when Paul was unable to go there himself. You see, people of God, we must duplicate what we do in this gospel of Jesus Christ. We can't just do it all by ourselves. We should be training up yet another generation that can carry on the ministry of God here on earth. Glory to God. Because we know that our days are numbered, and while we are yet here, oh, hallelujah, we should be training and teaching while at the same time proclaiming the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Paul writes to Timothy, and 
the primary message here is to preach the word. In this final epistle, Paul tells Timothy, he's teaching him still. Hallelujah. Our days are not done as long as we have the breath of life. We should continue to do the work of the Lord, the work of a servant. And even though Paul knew that his time was coming to an end in this earthly realm, he continued to teach. He taught Timothy how to build up the churches where he was ministering. He gave him instructions that not only applied to Timothy, but it also applies to all pastors and ultimately to all believers. Oh, he begins, oh, Paul does, to conclude in this writing or this letter to Timothy specific instructions. Uh, throughout this book, uh, if we were to look at Timothy overall, he's telling, he's strengthening him to the point that he's telling Timothy that you must stand strong. You must remain faithful. When I, uh, I looked at that, I was reminded of how Moses oh, said to Joshua that you must be strong and of good courage. Oh, Paul tells Timothy the more that there will be a renewing of your calling. Oh, yes, there is an ongoing renewing of our calling, people of God. And that we must understand what God has set us apart to do for him. You see, during this time, apostasy, all were too common in this century. There was persecution that was setting up on the church, and Paul himself would soon face death as a model. Oh, my God. Hallelujah, but Paul yet stood with courage, and he says to Timothy that you got something special, and you have to do something special. You must preach the word of God, not just any old word, but the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, you must teach this word to the church. Hallelujah, you must preach it every opportunity that you have. You must publicly proclaim that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the light. Oh, hallelujah, people of God. I want to make four points concerning preaching the word and not a word. Oh, the first point I want to make is that we must preach biblically. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. When Paul says preach the word, it is embedded throughout this entire uh, chapter that it is biblical preaching that we are doing. Hallelujah. You know, Paul kind of led up to this in chapter 3 when he began discussing the qualifications of a minister. He tells them that the, he tells Timothy that the minister must be above reproach. And he begins to expound in verse 3 in terms of what that not only looks like, but what it feels like. 
And here in this chapter, chapter 4, Paul gives this straight statement to Timothy, which is to preach the word. And everything else that follows after that are sort of like dishing out all those things that you need to do in order to preach God, in order to preach this word. And he tells him in verse 1, hallelujah, because he, he, he wants to make sure he has Timothy's undivided attention. And he tells him in verse 1, hallelujah. And I believe what he says here would get anybody's attention. Because he says, I charge thee, therefore, before God, oh, God, I said, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead and his appearance and his kingdom. So he's, he's giving him a charge, and he says, God is in the midst. God is standing right here before us. God is our witness. You know, back in the old days, they used to say, and I'm not going to say I, this is right, but they did used to say, I swear for God. Glory to God. But Timothy didn't say, I swear for God. But he did say, I charge thee before God. Hallelujah. My God. So he was giving Timothy a charge. He was personalizing God the Father and the Son, my God, so that it would bring personality or so that Timothy would receive personally all the calling that God had on his life. Oh, my God, hallelujah. At this point, this became more than a word for a mentor in the faith. It became more of a word of the word of an apostle of the faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm excited about this word. Glory to God. Because the same word that applied to Timothy applies to us today. He was telling Timothy that you are to do something. Oh, don't sit idle. Don't bridle your tongue. Don't shut your mouth. But preach the word. Oh, God, hallelujah. He was telling him that you are to lift up your voice, Timothy, and proclaim, oh, my God, this awesome, oh, liberating word of God. Hallelujah. And you are to do it boldly and loudly and without fear because we know that God did not give us a spirit of fear. But he gave us one of power, love, and a sound mind. Glory to God. There is a directness that Paul is speaking to Timothy. Oh, there's no misunderstanding here. He is saying, hallelujah, you are to preach the word. Teach it biblically. Therefore, you are to study God's word. You are a workman that need not be ashamed. You are to rightly divide the word of truth. Oh, biblically, we can't just preach any old word, people of God. 
Because if we preach not the word of God, then our preaching is in vain. Oh, hallelujah. He goes on and he tells Timothy in so many words, if we go further in verse 2, that he is to preach authoritatively. He is to preach the word not only biblically. You got to preach the word of God with authority because it is by the authority of the word of God that things shall come to pass. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We are to be ready and to stay alert, oh God. We should be eager and ready in season and out of season. We are to reprove, rebuke, and exhort, exhort with great patience and instructions. Hallelujah. This is an authority, people of God, that is grounded, that is rooted in the authority of the scripture and the scripture being God himself. Glory to God. Preaching is not to get up and just lay back and read one line of scripture. My God, hallelujah, and just stay right there because God's word speaks for itself. But it is to get up and to speak with authority that which the Bible speaks to authoritatively. It is to transmit, if you will, an authoritative message of God. Therefore, we must be ready in season and out of season. In other words, we have to do it regardless of how bad our day may be going. It's regardless of whether or not we are experiencing some personal discouragement or even whether or not we are personally fatigued. I'm a living witness that even uh, uh, over the past several years and even in today's uh, time, sometimes you just don't feel like preaching the word of God. And that's okay. Because what I found is that if you go on because obedience is better than sacrifice, if you go on and just preach the word of God, what is preaching, teaching, just be obedient what the spirit of God gives you to do. Oh, and take it to heart. Your troubles will begin to dwindle. And at the end of your message, you would have almost forgotten that which has tried to weigh you down. Glory to God. Paul says that when you speak the, the scripture of God or the word of God, hallelujah, you are rounding edges and making them straight, which is what God's word does. It makes the crooked places straight. And therefore, we must say what thus said the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We know that reproving, rebuking, and exhorting, sometimes it comes out that we are being negative. But God's word, hallelujah, is a lovely word. And it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Glory to God. 
It is the same word that shows up I'm talking about. In verse 16, when Paul says, hallelujah, the scripture is given to us by God, and it is profitable for teaching and for reproof. Hallelujah. God makes a reference to the heart because it is the heart of man that is wicked by nature. So sometimes the word of God has to cut through, oh, my God, all those things, all those wickedness, all those spirits that attack us from the heart, all those issues of life, hallelujah. The word of God said that the heart is wicked by nature, and out of it throws the issues of life. But I'm here to tell you, people of God, that God's word can cut all that up. God's word can fix all of that. God can give you a new heart. Glory to God. He gives us a new heart. Those hearts of stones, oh God, where it seemed like nobody could get through. Hallelujah. The spirit of God softens the heart. Oh, the Spirit of God makes the heart have compassion and love. Oh, God, hallelujah, and care and concern for our brothers and our sisters. The Word of God is like bringing a person under, under the conviction of sin. Oh, yes, people of God, we must know God's Word because we must speak the Scripture with clarity, with force that challenges the thinking and the life of our people. Even when Moses said, people won't listen to me because I study. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is calling a generation of people right now where he's not saying, go get your brother Aaron. Go get your sister, whomever, Miriam. Oh, God. He said, just open your mouth and I will do the rest. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We must go the extra mile to allow the Lord to use us. And as preachers of this glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, we must make sure that our sermons, our message of hope, cannot become like we're rambling through the Bible. Like we don't know what we're talking about because we didn't quite when we knew that it was our time to come before God's people. You see, when you speak something that is contrary to what God's words say, the blood will be on your hands. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Our preaching is not in vain as long as we stick with the word of God. It is the word of God that will will change lives and, oh, my God, that will mend relationships and reconcile people back to each other, that will build people up and not tear them down. It is the word of God because we speak it with such authority by the power of the living God. Hallelujah. That people are blessed by the word of God. We must bring God's word home, y'all. That means that we must allow God's word to shape our lives, and not only our lives, but 
shape our every action. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. But not only is God's word to be preached biblically, preached authoritatively, but we must preach it with the heart of a pastor. I say with the heart of a pastor because there are expectations of ministers of this gospel of Jesus Christ. The heart of a pastor represents a heart that should be filled with patience and instruction. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 3 talks about the time that will come when people will not endure sound doctrine. But you see, the heart of a pastor, whether you are a pastor or not, should be that you're preaching sound doctrine. You know that sometimes people want to have their ears scratched or tickled, but yet we stick with the word of God. Hallelujah. And when people turn away their ears from the truth and turn to false doctrine, because we're preaching with the heart of a pastor, we don't give up on them. Oh, hallelujah. No, never. Never, never, never. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We must always try to maintain a shepherd's heart, one of sensitivity, one that will go back, that will leave the 99, shall I say, and go and find the one lost soul. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Paul is saying, yes, preach with the heart of a pastor. He knew the calling that Timothy had on his life. Whether you are a, a lay person, an evangelist, a minister, an elder, or even a pastor, we don't know what calling God has on our lives. I know that he's uh, shaping, making, and molding people because the laborers are much needed in this world, in this world, hallelujah. And as we preach with the heart of a pastor, we never preach with the desire to appease the ears of the hearers, but we preach the word of God. We preach it as one with a broken heart to another with a broken heart, or one with a bleeding heart to another with a bleeding heart. You see, people of God, it doesn't matter what our calling is. We're still going to experience in this life some of the same things, oh God. Hallelujah. And when you hurt, I hurt. I pray that when I'm going through something, that you will pray for me. And you may even feel some of my infirmities. Glory to God, I certainly feel yours. Glory to God. So when we preach, people of God, we're preaching with compassion and with love and with understanding and with recognizing that we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, we have a love and an affection for God's people. Oh, hallelujah. We don't know how we may touch the lives 
of the 80-year-old widow as we expound on the word of God. We don't know how we may encourage a college student that may be struggling to get through his or her course. We don't know what the word of God is doing to a single mother who has three children and she has ends that she's trying to make meet. Oh, my God, we don't know, we don't know, we don't know what God's words do to a man or a woman, even a boy or a girl, who has been diagnosed with cancer. Oh, hallelujah. The words that come out of our mouth, oh, God, we pray that they will be uh, acceptable to our God. That's why we say, oh, hallelujah, not just idle words. But we say hallelujah, hallelujah, with a sincere heart. Oh, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto you, oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Oh, hallelujah, preaching with the heart of a pastor. Hallelujah. And lastly, my brothers and my sister, is that we must preach persistently. Oh, hallelujah. There is a call, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That the preachers of God must stand boldly and proclaim this gospel. For verse 3 says that the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears ears tickled, some uh, versions of the Bible say. Hallelujah. And it goes on and says they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. People will say they're not teaching what I want to hear over here. Oh, hallelujah, so I got to go over there where they're teaching what feels good, not what nourishes my soul. Hallelujah, not what comforts me during my time of trouble, but what that which is satisfying my lust, which is satisfying the flesh, glory to God. It is the word of God, y'all, that will never fade away. He says that heaven and earth, will pass away before his word returns void. It is the word of God that is clear, hallelujah, that every bit of it is yea and amen, hallelujah, hallelujah. It is our responsibility to persistently proclaim the gospel, to continuously to study God's word, to ask God for direction, in our messages to God's people. Glory to God. And it's not just in the church, y'all. We have to go out into the streets. Go into the grocery stores. Go on your jobs. And wherever God presents opportunities, preach the word persistently. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's word that we have to, oh, hallelujah that we have to be sober in all things and that we have to endure hardship to do the work of an evangelist. 
Because as we all go about doing this work for the Lord, we need to keep evangelism in mind. Hallelujah. That's why the laborers are so necessary. There are people that won't set a foot in the church house. Glory to God. But they will come over to your house for a birthday celebration, a dinner, a holiday celebration. And if God presents opportunities, preach the word persistently. Oh, use it. Oh, use it. I ask God to give you wisdom, even in that area. For God says, he who wins souls is wise. I'm here to conclude in this matter, glory to God, that preaching the word of God, not just a word, because there are preachers that are teaching a word, but it's not God's word. Glory to God. But preaching God's word, it's the highest and most glorious calling known to man. How much of an honor and a privilege to be able to be used by the master, to be used by God, people of God. And I'm here to say that if he has called you to preach, never stoop to do anything else but preach the word of God. Preach the word of Christ, people of God, preach the word of truth. It is the word of life. It is the word of, it is, the word of God is the word of the gospel. It is the word of God's grace. Oh, hallelujah. It is the word of God's promise. Oh, it represents the word of God's power. Glory to God. Hallelujah. For we take great joy and understanding that being able to stand before people when opportunity presents itself, that we're standing before the living God, that opportunity becomes our throne, if you will. We are sitting in the watchtower, and yet, hallelujah, we're able to watch, pray, and preach the word of God. Hallelujah. We bless the name of Jesus. We thank him for the opportunity to enlighten us with his word, which is the word of God and not just a word. We thank him that, uh, hallelujah, that this subject of preaching is going to be made lively for the month of March, that he's going to give us insight revelation, understanding, knowledge, and power as we proclaim this word for the month of March. God is faithful and just, and we just thank him. We shout hallelujah to the most high God. Glory, glory, glory. We bless your name, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And all the believers of God just say amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We really hope that you enjoyed today's message and that it was truly a blessing to your soul. We would like to thank you again for tuning in to our podcast. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Thank you.